Welcome to the Lakeside Baptist Church Podcast. We pray you are blessed as you hear the Word of God today. For more information regarding Lakeside Baptist Church, please visit lakeside.asn.au. Father, thank you uh, for your faithfulness. Thank you, Lord, that no matter what walk of life or where we are at in our journey, God, you are there. Father, and whether or not we choose to embrace that, Lord, your faithfulness and your love is there. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you that we can come together and worship you. And thank you for your faithfulness to us, Lord. Everyone says, Amen. Well, why don't you take a seat? It's pretty amazing that we have so many things going on. But first and foremost, I just want to say what a great uh, bunch of testimonies from Lathan and Tessie. Why don't we just give them another round of applause? It's not often you get baptized, and you're lucky if you've been baptized more than once. I'm sure there's a couple questions, and whether or not you'd like to get baptized more than once, that's another thing. But, you know, I was thinking... In our walk with, with God and in our journey, there, we have these little different markers and milestones, and, and luckily, baptisms is one of them. And I think we have such a gift of being able to experience the goodness of God. And um, just a bit of context, we've been talking a lot and having a lot of Bible studies over the last couple of weeks, and I can tell you, like, just the symbolism that God uses throughout the Word and even just in our lives you can so easily miss, but when you stop and take a moment to actually pause and look and see uh, what God is doing, you start to unravel all these miracles that he's been doing in your life. So thank you for your testimonies, guys. Really, really appreciate that. Looking forward to seeing God still working and, and yeah, working in your lives. And as we all know, once you get baptized, there's, um, there's a whole other journey to it. I think, you know, as a Christian, we have this life where uh, often we have, um, yeah, just like we're goal-orientated people as humanity, right? Like we're all, we're all clearly people who, who like to have goals, achieve things and do that. But when it comes to being a Christian and when it comes to being someone who loves God, the only condition God really gives us is that we confess with our mouths and within our hearts we love and are justified through that. And I think, you know, it can be so, so easy for those who are task-orientated. I mean, why don't we just have a show of hands who are task-orientated people here? And those who are relationship-orientated? Great. That was probably about 40% of us. So there's maybe another 100 that are probably task-orientated that just didn't want to admit it. Anyways, we got baptism, so you can join the line if you want to do that. Um, but, you know, in, in our lives, like, as I was saying... We can get so goal-orientated when it comes to Christianity. And being uh, quite involved in missions for quite a big chunk of my life, I honestly lived as this idea of, you know, I would go over to places like Nepal or Indonesia, and in my mind before I'd leave, I would be thinking, I want to see 20 salvations. I want to see God heal people. I want to do baptisms. I want to do all these different things. But at a young age, I didn't realize I was actually placing conditions on God. And, you know, throughout our journey and throughout our life, I, I, can, I can tell you, you probably all know that we have our expectations about how things are going to uh, play out. And then we have the reality of what life looks like step by step by step. And 
you know, I've been able to see miracles. I've been able to see people give their lives to the Lord. I, I remember this one time I was in Nepal and uh, uh, basically our translator was translating twice. So we were translating to Nepalese and then they were translating to the local dialect. And I was just there basically just reading, reading the scripture that well, we're going to talk about in a little bit. Um, and I basically just talked about John 3.16 for about five minutes and then my translator pretty much shared a sermon. I had no idea what was going on. Um, And this guy just starts weeping and I'm thinking, wow, like, I don't know how much he translated or I don't know what I said, but the guy next to me is is giving his life to the Lord. Next thing I know, I'm walking down to the river and he's asking me to baptize, baptize him. And this is like in the middle of the mountains. I have no idea what's going on. I'm 22 and I'm just following and obeying God. But in my mind, in my expectations, I was thinking, okay, we're just going to do evangelism and share the message with this guy and then move on. And, um, you know, I say all this stuff because our lives can be so easily planned out, but the goodness of God and his love loves to interrupt you. And he loves to uh, create these little milestones and, and stumble blocks sometimes to actually bring you back on the right path. And, you know, I'm sure everyone in here can, can vouch for how perfect they are, but I can guarantee you we all have our own little skeletons in the closet and there's things that we wish we hadn't done. But, you know, the faithfulness of God is our redemption. And the more we wear that on our skins, the more we represent what it actually means to be people who live as Jesus followers. So we're going to take a look at this scripture. Uh, it's a good one. I'm not sure if you've heard it, but I did mention it before if you're paying attention. But it's John 3, 16 to 17. So I'm just going to read it. This is the NLT version. They're pretty similar across the versions. But for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Isn't that amazing? I think, you know, there's a reason why this is such a remembered verse because it pretty much summons the gospel in a couple sentences. And, you know, I think in our lives, like, how often do we actually live this out? You know, from the day to day, how often are we walking with God? How often are we reflecting him? And it's not that God demands perfection. God basically sent his son to excuse our own imperfections. And, you know, I was, um, I've been spending a bunch of time with my niece and nephew and my sister-in-law. Over the last three weeks, they have been living with us and Um, they're actually leaving right now. They're jumping on a plane to fly over to Mexico because they're also missionaries. So if you want to know a little bit of context, I come from a huge missionary background and for some reason uh, it keeps spilling over into my cousins and all that stuff. Um, But throughout these three weeks, uh, we were spending time, me and my wife, Talale, uh, just spending time with these these little two girls. One's roughly three years old and the other is about six or seven so she's one of the smartest kids I know she read Chronicles of Narnia in like two days straight as a six-year-old and I'm thinking man I struggled to open up this thing or I struggled to even read I don't know the local newspaper um in under 10 minutes but um you know the more I was thinking about this verse and pondering uh, what am I going to say to the church the more I was just reminded of God's love for us 
and I was reflecting, okay, how much does my love for this, this little niece and how, how often do I actually get to share time with them because they live in Mexico and it's not like I can just drive around the corner and boom, I'm in Mexico. So we would spend all this time with them and as I was leaving today, driving over to church, they were running out to the veranda saying goodbye, goodbye, goodbye and I was driving away and I was smiling but at the same time I was like, I don't know when I'm going to see them again. And, you know, we all have family. We all have different moments in our lives where we have people um, who come and go and say goodbye. But when it's family, it's so much harder, you know. And whether that's by choice or whether that's not by choice, that's a whole other story. But I I drove out of that um, car park uh, in our backyard and I was just thinking, wow, like if I'm feeling the burden of being separated with just my niece and nephew, not even my kids or, or someone who's... Yeah, part of me. Um, how much more does God feel about being separated with the ones that he loves? And I was thinking and meditating on John 3.16. And, you know, it's an incredible thing that God, like, if you think about it, Jesus separated himself from the Father to actually bring salvation to us. And, you know, it can be so easily being... Uh, be thought that like, yeah, Jesus is our saviour, Jesus is our grace, but Jesus paid an incredible cost so that we could live a life full of freedom. And, you know, baptism is just one of the symbols and one of, one of the minuscule things that we, we, we have as a symbolic representation of our love for God. And, you know, in the Old Testament, you'd have to go through all these different things in, in the tabernacle. You'd have to bring uh, livestock or, or birds to basically sacrifice, uh, to be cleansed, um, to just be, have even the slightest opportunity to be in the presence of God. What they would do, imagine this is a little tent here. Um, they would tie uh, a rope onto the either the Levitical priests or the people who um, very few would have an opportunity to even go in because they weren't they weren't sure if the moment you stepped into God's presence that you would fall down and die because if you're outside the tent and someone dies they need to come out but are you going to step into that tent with the knowledge that you might fall over in the next second and you know I say all this because. Right now we live in a time where it seems like Christianity is on the defense. But God has done so, so much. We no longer have to sacrifice all these different things. The only condition God sets for us is that we love him and that we confess with our mouths. And what does that look like? I don't know. You can ask your task-orientated friends. But what I think it looks like is just allowing God to overflow through your heart. And one way you do that is by listening to him reading your word and doing all these things. And yeah, I just, I just want to encourage, and partly I was thinking, man, how do I share in such a short amount of time when we've got all this stuff happening? But, you know, life can have its ebbs and flows and ups and downs and its incredible joys. But God has designed us to enjoy this life and walk in relationship with him. And give him, yeah, just honour and glory. And, you know, that's incredibly difficult to do in this day and age when you look at schools, like Christianity is being axed out of, or religion is being axed out of schools here in Australia. And even in your workplace, it's probably difficult to talk to people. And, you know, we've got all these separations in, in, in our life, but how do you actually love 
others and how do you how do you receive and show God's love to other people when there's so many barriers in our way and you know I think part of navigating those problems as a young person as an old person as a child is knowing and relating with the father because if you're not stuck into the word or you're not stuck into spending time with him let alone if you if you don't if you haven't heard his voice, I encourage you, take the time to actually try and learn how to hear God's voice. It'll lead you, it'll show you all these things that you uh, never would have thought you'd been able to do, let alone me. For example, I thought I was going to grow up and just become an electrician, but at the age of 18, I ended up becoming a missionary and, and flying around the world for 10 years before COVID. So just to wrap things up and to kind of make things a little bit neater, God is such an incredible God that he would give his only son. And, you know, I couldn't imagine what it's like giving up my own child, let alone just talking about the nieces that I have. I couldn't imagine giving anyone up for the sake of another. And, you know, I think God is, God's done so much for all of us that, that how, how can you ever repay him back? Sure, we can, we can rock up to church every Sunday. We can sing at the top of our lungs. And I'm not trying to be negative or anything, but if you're trying to win your way into heaven, good luck because you haven't got enough years in your life. The average person lives for about 80 years and God's designed you to enjoy that and live free. Uh, and to do that, we need to be in relationship with God and community with others. We're going to head into baptisms in, in a couple seconds and get these guys all ready and we'll, we'll do some praying and stuff like that. But um, just before that, we're also going to do communion. And I was thinking to myself, okay, how do I share a message on John 3.16, baptisms and communion all together? And I was just thinking the only way you could possibly do that is just by coming back to who God is and being grateful like over the past couple of years, we've had a bunch of things happen. We have a new pastor uh, starting next year. Um, we're having baptisms, which we haven't, I think we've only done one previously before COVID and everything's changed in such a short amount of time. But God is so good, you know? Um, and there's so much to be grateful for. And I think that in... In the past season, I'm sure that you've had your own troubles. I'm sure that you've probably had family difficulties or, um, yeah, things have been difficult and things have not played out the way that you've expected, either in work or, or whatever the case is. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed by, by Scripture and how God lines all these things up because God, even though his expectation was for us to be in relationship with him, he sent his son to die on the cross with no expectations. He sent his son to die on the cross knowing that potentially all of humanity might not actually accept the invitation of redemption back into, the, back into your life. And you might sit here thinking, oh, what's this guy saying? You might be sitting thinking, man, do I need to get baptized again? You might be sitting here thinking, um, I just want to go home. But, you know, I think God is so intentional at trying to insert himself into your life. I just want to encourage and say, look for what God is trying to do in your life. 
So we're going to pull up, we're going to bring out our cup and our bread, and we're just going to spend some time being grateful. If you haven't got your communion cups, yeah, feel free to, Peter's got some there, um, feel free to start unwrapping. But I just wanted to take a quick moment, and let's just pause and be thankful together. Maybe you can grab a partner, maybe you just thank God for the next year or the December uh, that, we've, that we're coming into and Christmas and being able to sit and reflect, um, or maybe you're just grateful to, to be alive. Um, but let's just take a moment. I'll pray and just sit and ponder and, and think about what God has done. Thank you, Father, for your love, your goodness, your grace. And Father, thank you for John 3.16, that above all you sent your Son. And Lord, we can't come to comprehend your power or your love or even just how hard that would have been for you to send your, your only child so that we can come and be in relationship with you. Lord, not only did you give up your own life so that we could have life abundantly in you, but Lord, you sent your own flesh and blood. Thank you for your faithfulness. Now we're going to open up our uh, little communion things. Hopefully you've already done that. I might be struggling right now, so I'm going to put my Bible down. But just as we take the bread and symbolically think of, yeah, what we are grateful for, why don't you turn to the person next to you, next to you, and just share, share something that you are grateful that God has changed in your life. Could be as simple as, I'm grateful for God changing the seasons because I don't like winter. I'm grateful for God bringing change in my life and. If you're not comfortable with sharing, that's okay. Just stop for a moment and think to yourself what you're grateful for. So let's just do that for a moment and then we'll pull out the bread. Just as you're finishing up, let's take the bread together. You know, I, re- I remember having this, this, this thought and kind of this revelation. I was taking some time to just study the crucifixion just in my own time reading the Bible and I... I realized the first blood droplet that came from Jesus was not actually when he was being whipped. It was when he was in the garden and when he was stressed and when he was overwhelmed and he was crying before his disciples because he knew that he was going to go to the cross. And I was thinking, wow, like, first of all, to be able to cry blood, that's an intense pressure pressure on, on your mind and there's actually medical terms to, to prove everything that Jesus was going through in that time. But I just think, you know, as much as we have 
things and stresses in our lives. And I'm sure you walked in through this door thinking, oh man, I've got to go back to work on Monday or I've got all these things happening. Maybe you don't. Maybe that uh, you've got that grace in your life. But let's just take a moment to just receive God's grace into our lives with this cup. If you have anything on your heart that you feel like you need to get right, do that. That's very important. Um, but let's take the cup together. going to invite the worship team up. So what do we do now after you're baptized? I was just thinking of that myself. I was like, how do I, how do you live a Christian life? How do you, how do you do all these things? And I think part of it is just knowing how to love others, loving yourself, loving God, loving others, being gracious and my encouragement to you today is just to be people who who demonstrate the character of God wherever you go and how you do that that's why we've got the Holy Spirit keep in tune with with God and um, allow him to work through your life and just for those that were sharing this morning I just think you know God's power to be able to guide you and direct you in in your life and to be able to keep you from from danger is 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 an incredible thing. Why don't I just pray and then we're going to have um, Peter come up and and uh, help with the baptisms and we'll, yeah have a good time. <clears throat>